Welcome to the TappingSolution.com's Bits and Pieces podcast, where we share information designed to change your life. Whether you're new to EFT tapping or an old hand, you'll find simple, inspiring information to brighten your day, motivate you, and help you live your best life. To learn more about tapping, visit thetappingsolution.com. Now, here's today's clip. So I'm here to talk to you about tapping today. Who here is familiar with tapping? Show of hands. Wow, look around you. Who has no idea what I'm talking about with tapping? Fantastic. Who expects me to start tap dancing in the next few minutes? You're like, I'm going for the tap dancing. Yeah, I need some entertainment. This is not tap dancing. I have no moves at all. We're going to talk about tapping, EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. And we call it tapping as a general term because we're literally tapping on endpoints of meridians of our body. We're tapping on these points while saying certain statements, while focusing on the stress, the challenge, whatever's going on in our lives. And it's a technique that when you first see it, I know everyone who raised their hands and knows about it, they're like, yeah, it's weird, right? It, it, it's strange. But it's a technique that once you dig deeper into what's really going on, and once you experience it, you see the power of it. I remember one of my first experiences with tapping. It was over a decade ago now. I followed one link to another, and Rhett was hearing about this tapping thing, and I heard that it works on pain, and it works on overcoming limiting beliefs, and people were using it for weight loss, and one story after another of incredible results with this crazy tapping thing. I was skeptical for the first couple times, but you know when you keep seeing something again and again and again, it's literally like smacking you in the face, and you're like, all right, I'm going to pay attention. And I remember waking up one morning with some pain in my neck. It was just a little crick in my neck. You know, you sleep wrong, maybe you wrestled a bear in your dreams or something, and you wake up and you go, oh, I don't know what happened here. And usually it's, all right, maybe I'll pop some Advil or I'll stretch it out. I'll spend two days looking like a robot because someone will call my name and I won't be able to turn, so I'll go like this. All right, you've all had it. And it's not a big deal, but I said to myself, you know, I keep hearing how this tapping thing works on pain, so why don't I give it a shot? I made sure to close my blinds so my neighbors didn't think I was losing it. Pulled up the instructions, and I started doing the tapping. Okay, even though my neck hurts and going through the points, trying to figure it out. And I did it for five or ten minutes, and next thing I knew, the pain was gone. Just released. And that was exciting, you know, two days of not looking like a robot and having to pop some pills. But I think what was most powerful for me in that moment was this. I woke up that morning with one set of beliefs, right? And it was about something simple. It was about neck pain. I had a belief, conditioned through society, through previous experiences, that you wake up with a crick in your neck, it's going to take a couple days to get better. And then doing this strange tapping thing for five or ten minutes, that pain released completely. So I started asking myself, if I can change this in my life, this simple little thing, but if this set of beliefs that I woke up with has been transformed into something else, what else is possible? Now, the running joke at the time when I was first exploring tapping was, don't say anything is wrong around Nick. <laughs> because he's going to make you tap on it. <laughs> my sister, who's here somewhere in the audience, can testify 
to that exact fact. When I first taught her tapping, she actually had a sinus cold and her throat hurt and all this stuff. And I said, well, let's try this tapping thing. And I'm taking her through it, and she's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I had had a habit in the past, I don't know, 10 or 20 years of being a little bit of a prankster with her. So she didn't believe me. She thought this was just another one of my practical jokes. But sure enough, her first experience was profound, too. She did the tapping, and this terrible sore throat that she had and these clogged sinuses cleared up completely. So through those first couple of years, I started exploring for myself personally, what else can I use this tapping on? What are the limiting beliefs? What are the things that I know or I think I know to be true about the world that I can change? Now, if you're here this weekend, you know about limiting beliefs. Right? If we talk to most people out in the street, you tell them about limiting beliefs. What are you talking about, limiting beliefs? It's the truth. This is the way the world is. Right? But you know about the beliefs that we have, the things that we've learned from parents, the things we've learned from society, the lessons that we've taken in from previous experiences, often sadly negative, that are holding us back today. You know, sometimes it's simple things. Somebody is in fifth grade and they get up to speak in front of the class and read a book and they stumble over a word. Everybody laughs at them and they decide in that moment, that moment of pain, of embarrassment, I'm never speaking in public again. Anyone here have a fear of public speaking? All right, so why don't you all come up? <laughs> I, won't, I won't do that to you. But you can overcome it with tapping. These beliefs, right, these moments in time, my sister just wrote a book on weight loss, and you hear so often with things around weight like, you know, when I was in high school, I lost all this weight, and my older sister, who had so much trouble losing weight, said, who do you think you are? Right. These things that we learn from our parents, from the people that surround us, these experiences that we have that we hold on to for so long and we just can't let go of. Anyone here have a few things they've been holding on for a little while trying to let go? Yeah, every show of hands, the rest of you are liars. <laughs> liars. Admit the truth. So what we can do with this tapping is get to these core issues. Get to the things that are holding us back. Most of us know what we want to change. We have a thing we're working on now, whether it be following our dreams, being able to make more money, feeling limited with our finances, whether it be to lose that weight, whether it be to speak in public, to improve our relationships, to attract the right guy or the right gal. But in order to do these things, I found that you've got to go to the core and to clean up the stuff from the past. What the latest research is showing with tapping, you know, for a long time, it was discovered in 1979 by Dr. Roger Callahan and then modified into its current system by Gary Craig. But for a long time, the discussion around tapping was around energy and meridians. Some people would talk about chakras. Some people would talk about angels, I'm sure. Stuff that in this crowd, great, right? <laughs> You're all on board. But what's exciting to me about the research of the last couple of years with tapping, what it's showing is that when we tap on these endpoints of our body, these meridian endpoints, while focusing on the stress, the challenge, whatever's going on in our lives that we're trying to overcome, we actually send a calming signal to the amygdala in the brain. And some of you might be familiar with the amygdala as that fight-or-flight response center. Right? It's a part of our brain that stresses out. 
It's a part of our brain that when we get an email on a Tuesday morning from our boss and it's not good news, we just lock up. It's a part of our brain that, remember that, five, that kid in fifth grade who stands up in front of the class and everyone laughs at him? That's the amygdala firing. And it's the part that encodes these negative experiences so they keep holding us back. You know, we talk a lot about stress in this modern world. I think everyone just says it sort of rolling off the tongue. Oh, I'm stressed. Life is stressful. There's so many stressful things going on. But what we often don't recognize is that pattern of stress, and especially the chronic stress, especially the repetitive stress that's happening again and again and again, is draining our bodies. It's draining our physical resources. You know, every time we're stressed, cortisol starts streaming through the body. The blood flows away from our brains, from our forebrains, into our arms and legs, right? Why does that happen? Because the body thinks it's in danger. When the amygdala fires, that fight or flight response activates. The body thinks, I'm not safe. This is not a safe situation. And certainly it served us when there was a tiger in the bushes. And there's a tiger in the bushes, it chases us, we want to run, we want to fight, we want to flee. But the problem is that we are activating that very ancient mechanism all the time. The problem is that when we get that bill in the mail, when we get the mortgage statement, when we look at our bank statement and it doesn't feel safe, and it feels like a tiger's chasing us, we're activating that response. And what is perhaps so hurtful about this response when it's happening on a daily basis is that when you are in, when you are in that chronic stress state, in that fight or flight response, I just mentioned the blood flows away from the forebrain into the arms and legs. So guess what happens? You're dumb, right? The blood flows away. All our resources, all our creativity, the things that we need just in that moment to come up with a better solution, to come up with an idea. When you're having a fight with your husband or wife and you're feeling that stress response, the very thing you need, which is patience and certainty and compassion and peace, right? Those are, that's, those are the resources we need to make that moment a healing moment. They're gone because we're in that fight-or-flight response, because we have this conditioned expectation that we're in danger and that something is wrong. So it's my belief that virtually anything you want to change in your life, when you deconstruct it to the core, there's that amygdala firing. You know, if we think about when we get our best ideas, our moments in time when everything changes, what do you hear? In the bathtub, right, taking a shower, walking through nature. Now, how often is it that on a Thursday afternoon when you've been rushing around work all day, feeling crazy, you get this flash of inspiration? Right? And it doesn't because our body isn't conditioned for that experience. When we do the tapping, we get to the root of that and we start reconditioning ourselves. So that stress response that comes up so quickly, that thing where you go, I can't believe I did this again. Anyone here familiar with self-sabotage? Anyone else? Yeah? Few in the back, okay. And the rest of you are once again lying. <laughs> you have no limiting beliefs, you're not sabotaging yourselves. Okay, do you procrastinate? Anyone here procrastinate? Okay. I mean, if we look at procrastination, right, it's so illogical, it doesn't make sense. Why are we not doing the things that we want to do in our lives, the things that we love, the things that we know are going to bring us joy? It is an illogical decision until you play that procrastination out and you find things like, well, 
when I think about writing my book and I think about being published, I'm terrified. Because the thought of it being in a bookstore, the thought of someone else reading it, the thought of being judged is terrifying me. So what do we do? We procrastinate. It's a safety me mechanism. It's a way that we don't have to face those fears. When you imagine yourself, you say, well, I don't know, I keep procrastinating from going to the gym, I just don't want to exercise, I don't do it. And then you imagine yourself losing the 20, 40, 50 pounds, being healthy and strong in your body, and there's a party that says, uh-uh, I'm going to get too much attention from men. Right? You hear that a lot. My relationship with my husband is a terrible one. If I lose weight, it's going to be ugly. Right? These are these things that when we play them out, we see the root of our procrastination. We see the root of our self-sabotage. And with tapping, not only can we begin to have an understanding of what's happening, but we can actually get to the root. We can get to that stress response. We can get to that amygdala, calm it down, and rewire the brain. We are, in essence, rewiring the way the brain is acting and reacting. It's one of the reasons why we see so much success with tapping and phobias. If someone is scared of heights to the phobia level, it is part of their body that says, okay, even though I'm inside the Empire State Building that's totally enclosed, this isn't safe to me, this is terrifying. And another person right next to them says, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me, look at this view. That's that amygdala firing, that conditioned response, wherever it happened, that taught that particular person that this wasn't safe. So this is some of the theory behind tapping, but what excites me most about it is the practice. Right? The fact that we can do it, we can have it every single day, and we can experience it, and we're gonna do that today. You guys interested? Yeah? Cool. Here's, here's what I'd love. Uh, I'd love to demonstrate the tapping. We're all gonna tap together. I wanna focus on pain relief. Tapping is extraordinarily effective on pain relief. Show of hands, not calling you, Everybody in the audience who's experiencing some pain right now in their bodies, look around you for, I mean, right? So my next book with Hay House coming out in April is The Tapping Solution for Pain Relief, just for that, because what I've seen in the past decade of working with this, with pain, is just extraordinary. People with, you know, Jody with 15 years of fibromyalgia, gone in two days of tapping. John, Vietnam veteran with 30 years of chronic back pain, multiple surgeries, back pain, gone for the first time in 30 years. And that's one of thousands of stories. So here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna tap up here, I'm gonna show you the process if you're not familiar with it, and we're all gonna tap together. If you are in pain, everyone who raised their hands, make the choice to focus on that, right? So focus on the pain, just set the intention, you're gonna work on it. If you're not in pain, pick something else. Pick something else that you wanna work on, and it can be anything, right? We wanna try to get specific with tapping, so you don't wanna say, I'm stressed out about my life and tap on that, okay? You wanna say what specifically? And even if you're stressed out about work, well, what at work specifically? Something someone said to me two weeks ago, right? The anger that I've been feeling in my body that I haven't been able to let go of. The anxiety that I'm feeling about something that's coming up, okay? So get really specific and just take a moment now. You can close your eyes, that way you can go deep and feel it. So close your eyes and take a deep breath And just think about that one thing that you'd like to let go of. And try to pick something that, again, is a five or higher in intensity. It could be emotion, an emotion, anger, anxiety, sadness. It can be a feeling of being overwhelmed about something. 
If you don't have pain in your body, it can be other sensations, other tension in your neck or shoulders. If you're having trouble taking a deep breath, you feel some constriction in your chest, you can choose that. So just identify your target and give it a number and intensity on a 0 to 10 scale. And when you're ready, slowly open your eyes. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to get started with just really basic tapping, that we can understand the basics of it. All right? So let's start by tapping on the side of the hand. We're all going to use the same language. Don't worry about the fact you've, you've already made the intention to work on something else. And that's fine. And we're all going to tap together. Okay? So tapping on the side of the hand. Even though I have this pain in my body, good, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. We're going to say that two more times, still tapping on the side of the hand. Even though I have all this pain in my body, I love, accept, and forgive myself. And then one more time, even though I have all this pain in my body, I love, accept, and forgive myself. Okay, now we're going to tap through the points, but first off, just explaining what's happening here. We're saying the most basic setup statement is, even though, and you fill in the blank with whatever's going on, I'm angry, I'm anxious, I'm sad, this happened, and then I love and accept myself, or I choose to relax, some sort of affirming statement, right? So that's what we did when we were going through the tapping. Another important point, a lot of people, and I, I can see some of you out there right now who are like, I'm not going to affirm the negative. Like, we're being negative, and Louise told me not to be negative, right? We're not affirming the negative, we're acknowledging what it is we're feeling, what is going on. If you don't have pain in your body, just because you say, even though I have this pain in my body, your body's not going to create that pain for you. And if you do have pain, sometimes we you know, like to push it away and say, I'm only going to be positive. I'm not going to affirm that pain, that anger, that sadness. I actually asked Louise herself this question. I said, Louise, hey, you are the queen of affirmations. What are we doing saying all these negative statements as we were tapping together? And she said something so profound, and she said, Honey, if you want to clean a house, you have to see the dirt. Right? Isn't that great? Yeah. So the queen of being positive says, let's take a moment to see the dirt, and we can clean it up. All right? So let's tap through the points. Now the eyebrow point. Inside of the eyebrow, right where the hair ends and it meets the nose, you can use two fingers of one hand, the other hand, or both. The meridians run down both sides of the body, so whatever's comfortable. And just repeat this pain. Now, side of the eye, it's not at the temple, right next to the eye, on the bone, this pain in my body. Under the eye, all this pain and stress. Under the nose, stuck in my body. Under the mouth, above the chin, below the lip, and that little crease there, all this pain in my body. Three points left. Feel for the two little bones of the collarbone, right? The ones that stick out right here. And you go down just an inch, out to each side about an inch. You can tap with all ten fingers, both hands, all this pain in my body. Underneath the armpit, three inches underneath the armpit, either side, right on the bra line for women, all this pain in my body. Last point where I get to laugh at you, monkeys, top of the head. You look funny. God, I'm going to send this to all your friends. All this pain in my body. Now let's do one more round now that you have the points. Back to the eyebrow. This pain. 
side of the eye, this stress, this stress. under the eye, this stressful issue, this stressful issue. under the nose that I've been holding on to, under the mouth. I wonder what it's all about. Collarbone, and I wonder if I can let it go. Under the arm, all this pain in my body. Top of the head, all this stress and pain. Now take a deep breath and let it go. Take a moment now and tune into the pain, the anxiety, whatever you're working on, and just see if there was any sort of shift. And then we also pay attention to what else came up. All right? First time that you're doing the tapping, you're focused on getting the points right and not looking too silly, too silly. But once you get into it, you'll find that other ideas, thoughts, memories, and impressions come up that might be related to this issue that you're working on. Okay? Who has thought to themselves in the last decade, why am I so negative and I keep thinking negative thoughts? Anyone? Yeah. The rest of you are once again lying, but I just don't. Okay. Okay. So here's what's happening, right? When we think, because look, we know we should think positive thoughts and be positive, and then we have all these negative experiences and things that are going through our minds, and we're like, what? why is this happening? If we think about that tiger, if we think about the tiger in the bushes, we think about the tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of years that our bodies have developed to face that danger. Here's what happens. When that tiger's in the bush, if I'm walking by the bush, I better believe there's a tiger in that bush, whether there is one or not. I better be pretty negative about the tiger in the bush, whether there is one or not. Because what happens when I'm not? What happens when I'm like, I'm saying positive affirmations, walking past the tiger in the bush, all is well, die. <laughs> right? So we're working with a very ancient brain. So I want you to remember, you're trying to change your life, the tiger's chasing you, remember that picture, and you're being negative, and you're all pissed off at yourself because you're being negative, just know this is that very ancient part of your brain that is doing its job. So you can say, thank you for alerting me to what you see as a potential danger, but I don't see it as a potential danger. And one of the ways we can turn off that fight or flight response, that alarm, is to do the tapping when we're feeling that potential danger. Right? Does that make sense? Right? Doesn't that feel better instead of just beating ourselves up for like, there must be something wrong with me. I know everyone else here is positive because they're all smiling, but I keep thinking negative things. Right? We're all wired that way. So when we acknowledge it, we actually can be positive and make that conscious choice, but it's a choice. So let's wrap up. We have a few minutes left. I want to do some more tapping. And I want you to take a moment and just pick the one thing in your life that you want to change. It can be big or small. It can be, you know, I want to lose 100 pounds. It can be, I want to write my book. Just one thing that's been in front of you that you want to change. And go ahead and close your eyes and take a deep breath. And I want you to start imagining that dream coming true. So if you want to publish a book, see it happening. See yourself writing it. See it being published. If you have a financial goal, if you say, I want to make a million dollars, see it in your bank. See the house you want or the car. If you want to change jobs, follow a passion, see yourself doing that work. If you want to lose weight, see yourself at the weight that you want to be at. If you're looking to attract a new love, see that 
happening, that man or woman coming into your life. If you're struggling with existing relationships, see them being healed. So feel into that feeling and that positive feeling in your body. And still with your eyes closed, seeing that image, I want you to ask yourself mentally, what's the downside of all this happening? Look for the places in that image where something just feels a little bit off. When you see yourself in your dream house, maybe mom and dad walk in and you go, oh, they're going to think that I'm too good, that I think I'm full of myself. If you write the book, you have a friend that doubts you. Find the places where you doubt yourself. And just pick one thing, a bunch of things might come up, but one thing that you can see right now, you know what, that's in the way of my dream. That's in the way of my goal and my vision. Pick one specific thing and feel it in your body. Where do you feel it? Is there an emotion around this when you feel it? Are you angry? Are you sad? Are you frustrated that you've been dealing with this for so long? Give it a number on a zero to 10 scale. And when you're ready, slowly open your eyes. Tapping the side of the hand. Even though I have this thing in front of me, this block, I've been holding on to it for so long, and it's so frustrating. And I'm so angry about it. And I want to let it go. But it feels so hard to let it go. And I love accept and forgive myself. Even though I've been holding on to this thing, it's in the way. I want to let it go. But I just can't seem to. I love, accept, and forgive myself. Even though I see my dream right in front of me, I can feel it happening. If only I could dissolve this. And I choose to dissolve it. And love, accept, and forgive myself now. Eyebrow, this block. Side of the eye, this challenge. Under the eye, in front of my dream. Under the nose, what if I could let it go? Under the mouth, what if I could finally let it go? Collarbone, what if I could make this dream come true? Under the arm, what if I could let go? Top of the head, of all the things that have been holding me back. Eyebrow, it's time to let them go. Side of the eye, I acknowledge them. Under the eye, I thank them. Under the nose, but I've had enough. Under the mouth, and I'm ready to let them go. Collarbone, I'm ready to make my dream come true. Under the arm, to release all this old stress. 
top of the head, all this old trauma. Eyebrow, it's an old story. Side of the eye that's been holding me back. Under the eye, and it's time to let it go. Under the nose, this old story. Under the mouth, this old story. Collarbone, letting it go. Under the arm, letting it all go. Top of the head, right now. Deep breath. Just take a moment to feel into that. Look for a shift. Just feel into what happened there. What's coming up for you now? Tune into that thing that was in your way. See how that number has shifted. Maybe it was a seven and it's a five. Maybe it was a five and it's a four. Just notice what changed. And notice what else came up. Right? These are just a few minutes of tapping. But in just those few minutes, you took steps towards that goal. And it's my belief that you likely took the most positive steps you've ever taken towards that goal. Because we can dream until we're blue in the face. We can write down goals. We can make plans. We can know all these things that we want to do. But until we get to that core of that emotional experience, the reasons why we're not doing what we want to do, until we clear them, until we acknowledge the childhood pain or the trauma or the things they said or what you're scared of or frightened of, until we acknowledge that amygdala running our lives, that dream's going to stay way out there. But you can bring it here. You can make it happen. You have the power within your hand. Thank you so much for your time, your attention, your love. I love you. Thank you.